the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Ah, how often have you heard someone say, oh, there's big trouble ahead? Well, as we look at the direction our country is headed, I think we would probably all agree there is big trouble ahead. Well, that is the name of a brand new book written by my guest, Alan Jackson. Alan and his wife, Kathy, lived near Nashville, where he has served as senior pastor at World Outreach Church since 1989, beginning with very humble beginnings, and now a church of over 15,000 people. Alan Jackson, it is a delight and an honor to welcome you to the program. Well, thank you, Bob. It's good to talk to you today. Uh, And in, in the effort of full disclosure, Alan has a brother, pastors here in central Ohio, and actually has a radio program here on WRFD, Doyle Jackson. So, Alan, I have to ask you, who's the better looking brother? Oh, there's no question. Doyle and Jennifer are better looking and smarter. <laughs> Ohio, Ohio got the best end of the deal. Everybody needs to go to the church next door. Okay. All right. Yeah. Doyle pastors the church next door and they have a radio program. But anyway, uh, the book, Big Trouble Ahead. Uh, Alan, I almost always try to ask an author what, it, what was the genesis of the book? Writing a book is a lot of hard work. So I always want to know what prompted you to write this book. Well, this book was really born out of some messaging that I started with the congregation about the time we first heard about that virus from Wuhan, China. And they told us to go home for two weeks and shelter in place and we could flatten the curve and go back to normal. <laughs> And I found yeah, I remember that. that. Sunday. I remember, yeah, I remember that. that. Promise. And I'm in Easter Sunday in an empty building, look at a red light at the back of the room, and I'm in my coat and tie and suit, like everything's normal. And I thought, you know, I not only do I think we're not two weeks isn't going to be enough. We're not going back to where we were. And certainly, we're 30 months into this, and the turmoil and the confusion and the deception seems to me to be increasing, not diminishing. So I don't think the challenge that we're facing is really as much about a virus now as is it about a season of a lot of change. And that's where the book came from. How do we do this and flourish and not just be overwhelmed? By the way, Alan Jackson's radio program airs 11 to 11.30 here on WRFD on weekdays, 11 to 11.30 a.m. And by the way, Alan, uh, before you began airing your program on WRFD, my wife and I were in Tampa, and uh, every afternoon I picked up your program on our Tampa affiliate, WTBN, 
That was the first time I was introduced to you and your ministry and loved it and was greatly encouraged by your radio ministry. And then we picked up your program, and we're delighted to welcome you to our uh, family of broadcasters. Again, 11 to 1130 here on WRFD. Uh, We are honored to be a part of your Columbus community. Well, it's a great community. It really is. Um, You talk in your book about the deception and misinformation that is just flooding our society, our culture, our nation. What are some of the most important, the most destructive deception and misinformation that people are hearing and being impacted? (laughs) Pardon me, impacted by. I think it impacted us. No, I, I think there's there's several things happening. We've accepted this notion that we can redefine words, and it's a pretty manipulative tool. Changing the meaning of a word does not change the reality of what we're describing. You can call a a horse a short-necked giraffe, but it doesn't really change the species. And, you know, they've redefined marriage and redefined family. They're trying to redefine our gender distinctions. And changing, manipulating the language does not change the reality, but it's very disorienting. And we're walking through this time where what we see with our eyes is not the messaging that we're receiving. And when there's a discrepancy between what you're being told constantly and what you're actually observing and experiencing, it, it brings kind of an emotional equivalent of of being disoriented or feeling out of balance. You know, when they look at us and say our southern border is secure and we're watching pictures and video every day of tens of thousands of people streaming across, or they say we have zero percent inflation and we're going to the grocery store week after week and the numbers are going up, it's disorienting. When they tell us to follow the science, but the science is different in California and Ohio and Tennessee, that's not science, that's something else. And it's left us all with a sense of being ill at ease and not certain what to trust or whom to trust. And it's it's, it's affected even our churches. So it's Mm -hmm. a serious time, and we need to know what the foundations of our lives are. Amen. And forgive me, I got a tickle in my throat. (laughs) That is not good on live radio. Again, my guest (laughs) is Alan Jackson, author of a great new book, Big Trouble Ahead, a real plan for flourishing in a time of fear and deception. Now, Alan, everything that you just said is very politically incorrect, and many, many people are saying those are the kind of things we can't talk about from the pulpit. They're offensive. We've got to draw people into the church. We have to make them comfortable, and we can't make them uncomfortable. Well, Alan, what you were just saying is not very comfortable. Do you really talk to your people about those things? Yes, I really do. But I don't think that that's being political. I'm not advocating for a candidate or against a candidate or a party. No, I said I said tr- what you are saying is politically incorrect. What you are saying is not political. Yes. It's politically incorrect. Well, I'm pretty certain that John the Baptist, if he'd been a little more politically correct, would have lived longer. <laughs> he would have had his, he would have had his head a little longer, yes. And so I think we've had the wrong objective. 
our, our goal isn't necessary to be politically correct. It's to be advocates for the truth. Now, we can do that in a loving way. We don't have to be angry and belligerent. We certainly don't want to be violent. No. But we have a responsibility to tell the truth. If you go to the doctor and the doctor doesn't want to tell you the truth, he just wants to be your friend. He's not a good doctor. He's a quack. <laughs> and if you go to the church and we don't hold up the truth, we just tell you what you want to hear. We're apostate. And we're going to have to have a different kind of courage if we're going to navigate the turmoil of the present season. That's a term that we hardly ever hear today. I talk about it often on this program, but apostasy. What are your thoughts about the apostasy? Again, that's a word that people are afraid to use because it's offensive. But Alan Jackson, are we not completely surrounded by apostasy today? You know, the simplest definition of apostasy is a falling away. And it's not a falling away from church attendance. It's a falling away from the truth. And I think we have been kind of coached into believing that truth is individual. You know, it's everybody has their own truth, that there is no such thing as objective truth. Everything is subjective. Yeah. The fundamental principle of our faith is there is an objective truth. There is a God, and he can be known. And he has established some boundaries that are right and wrong. And we are asked to conform to those as his people. And that's at the heart of our story. And to, to, to turn away from that is fundamentally apostasy. And so, yeah, I think that is, it's certainly rampant these days. Uh, there's a great deal of license that has been extended in the Church. We have a lot of sloppy grace. Mm-hmm. If we borrow offers term of cheap grace, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's prevalent. In fact, you know, I think the challenges we have are not because of the depravity of the wicked. I think the challenges we face are because of the ambivalence of the faithful. Yeah, agreed. Uh, can I keep you for one more segment, Alan? Sure. Okay. I'd be glad to. We're talking with Pastor Alan Jackson. He is pastor of World Outreach Center, the uh, host of Alan Jackson Ministries that airs here on WRFD every weekday, 11 to 1130. And he is the author of a brand new book, and I mean brand new book, Big Trouble Ahead. And you can get it at Amazon.com. It's published by Nelson Books. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with more with Alan Jackson. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And my guest is Pastor Alan Jackson, host of Alan Jackson Ministries, airs 11 to 11.30 every weekday here on WRFD, and the author of a brand new book, Big Trouble Ahead. Alan, uh, a few months ago, I had the privilege of having dinner with Dr. Robert Jeffress from First Baptist Dallas. And uh, over the dinner table, one of the questions that I asked him, where and how has the evangelical church in America failed believers today the most? And immediately his very first response was, We have not prepared our congregations for suffering, for tribulation, or for testing. 
in looking at your book, I think you would agree with that, correct? I would, Bob. You know, I, I think we have had an inordinate focus on the beginning of our spiritual life, to be born again, converted, saved. I believe in that, and I don't want to diminish that. But I think the message, whether it's been unspoken or more, has been once you've established that point of entry and perhaps followed it with baptism, that the heavy lifting's over. That now you can live your life on your terms and just figure out how to get God to help you get better outcomes. And I think the purpose of our entrance into the kingdom of God, if we follow Jesus' prayer model, is to learn to live so that his, his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And to do that, we have to overcome evil with good. And I, I don't think we have been adequately prepared for that. And I'm certainly a part of that problem. I've spent my life in the church. But COVID, I think, has awakened us and exposed us. And we have an opportunity to do a better job of that now. We're going to have to do a better job of that. Well, in, in, I believe that one of the greatest heresies ever perpetrated on the church is the heresy that states, if you have enough faith, if you say the right words, you will never suffer. You'll never go through difficult times. You'll never get sick. Nobody in your family will get sick. And ultimately, that's almost a pagan practice. And one of the things that you point out in your book are pagan religious practices that we have actually invited into our families and and our churches. Elaborate on that. Well, the most persistent challenge for God's people through Scripture and then through the history of the Church has not been our outright rejection of God. It's been syncretism. It's a fancy word mm-hmm. for compromise. Yeah, yeah. We incorporate other practices. The Israelites, the ancient Israelites didn't stop worshiping God. They just included the Canaanite fertility gods as well. And we haven't stopped worshiping God in our churches. We've just started worshiping comfort and convenience. We've welcomed the occult. We haven't been overly interested in the person of the Holy Spirit. We've been fascinated with all sorts of spiritual activity. And, you know, it's, it's even inconvenient it's to even say we believe in evil. You know, we would really just talk about the love of God and the kindness of God and the mercy of God. Well, it's equally true that he's a God of justice yeah. and a God of justice. And so I think the Church has a wonderful opportunity to find some new alignment. If we will do that, we will experience, I believe, a new season of growth and opportunity. If we don't, I'm concerned our children will not know the liberties and freedoms that we have known. How do we discern the difference between biblical holiness and legalism? We, You know, if anyone talks about holiness or morality or Christian standards, high standards, whatever it may be, we often are accused of being legalists simply because we believe that God has called us to be set apart. Right. Not a new debate. Not a new debate in the midst of God's people. But I think if we come back to the fundamentals, we take the simple places. God, you know, marriage was God's idea. Family was God's idea. Um, sex was God's idea. He created us with those capacities. God's not approved. But then he gave us the context where that sexual activity was helpful, healthy, and productive, and he defined the places where it wasn't. He didn't ask our opinion, and he didn't give us the privilege of rewriting those rules. Mm -hmm. But for far too long, just around our kitchen tables, if we'll begin there with reigniting our faith, 
have the courage in our homes, at our kitchen tables, to talk about those boundaries that God has given us. We have winked at too much ungodliness, yeah. too much immorality. We've excused it. We've justified it to the point that we lost our moral authority to talk to the broader culture. If we'll come back to our kitchen table, then perhaps we can go to the soccer fields where our kids are playing and have those conversations with our friends, or we can have those conversations when we have our discretionary times with the people that we're spending time with. Just begin to use the sphere of influence that God has given you and begin to integrate a biblical worldview into those conversations. We have lived too far in the world with too little respect for God and tried to find ways to excuse our ungodliness. And God is shaking us, and I pray we'll awaken to his truth. Alan, we've got about one minute left. I knew our time would go fast. The final question that I always try to ask an author, if someone picks up Big Trouble Ahead by Alan Jackson, reads it cover to cover, puts it down, what is the takeaway that you want that reader to have when they finish your book? Well, I pray that anybody that invested time to read it will complete it with a hope for the future, not because of governments or parties or politics, but because Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, will care for his children. And it will identify the fundamentals that will help you put your feet on a stable path to bring God's his, his, his love to your life in a new way, no matter how much the turmoil around us intensifies. How can people find out more about Alan Jackson Ministries? Well, you can go to alanjackson.com, or you can visit the church next door in Hilliard and get it from my brother and sister-in-law. They'll tell you the real story. <laughs> I'm sure they were. I'm glad you got your name.com, because mine has been taken by some whack job, and I can't I can't use it. I've tried to buy it, and he won't buy it, but won't sell it. Anyway, uh, the name of the book, Big Trouble Ahead, by Alan Jackson. You can get it at amazon.com. It is an imprint of Nelson Books. It is a great book. I encourage you to get it and to listen. 11 to 11.30 every weekday here on WRFD. Alan Jackson, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it so much. God bless you. Thank you, Bob. Lord bless you as well. All right. We're out of time. I hope you have a wonderful evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen, listen, think, think, discern, discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>